Be following Willie more and more. Back in the NRL. There's Willie Mack. That's forgotten how big Willie actually is. Perhaps the presence of Willie and the Panthers looking at his imposing frame. I'm a 25 minute man. Oh, you got skills, son. Uppercut right hand by Big Willie. Welcome to episode number 24 of The Take with Willie and Ian. Uh, we are brought to you by bettingsite.com.au. We are also brought to you by Ziggy lying to us and saying that we would hear the intro music, and we did not. So, <laughs> I wonder how long we're sitting there for. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Zig. This show is just so professional, oh, honestly. Wow. It really is. How are you, William? Good? Oh, I'm good, man. I'm good. It's been a while. It's Same old thing, man. Same old thing. Yeah. Not much. Everyone's just trying to get through. Can I tell you, so, I, uh, I got a, I have, I'm having an operation tomorrow on my ear and my hair was getting quite long on the sides and I figured I'd have to get it cut. And so I said to the bride, can you just give it a bit of a trim up on the sides? And she's grabbed the old agate shavers and gone straight up. And my son came into the room to look at it. And he goes, I didn't know you had a pair of clippers there, Dad. I said, yeah, mate, just from a beard and stuff. Just uh... So my son <laughs> sat there watching my wife shave my head with the ball sack shavers. So that was a low point in <laughs> looks good, the mate. Burn looks family. Good. Thank you. She's done an actual right job. Now, Are you I would in and out surgery? In and out? Is it like day it's, or? Yeah, it's day surgery. But I've got, uh, with this Irish skin, I really shouldn't be in this country. And I've. So spent my whole life surfing and being outdoors and I really should have probably put a bit more sunscreen on. So everyone at home, wear sunscreen or you'll end up yeah. deformed like me. No. All right. Well, it's been it's been an interesting week. There's been the end of the Olympics, which um which created quite a hole in my life actually. I didn't expect to get quite as involved in the Olympics as I did, but geez, there was nothing else to do. So I didn't I didn't at all. Didn't you? I couldn't get into it because of the crowds. I just, I just, I just didn't feel like the Olympics. We had Johnny Steph on the great Johnny Steph last week. I just had to fake the whole thing and let Did you, you roll. Okay, it. yeah. <laughs> you just you wanted to talk about his sprint training. I wanted to talk about yeah. That, that was yeah. And I was, I was, I was so like, obsessed oh, with him. So hey, I was like, so how you been doing like a conversation, forgetting that he's an Olympian? <laughs> I just yeah, no, I never got into it. I just didn't get into it. The Olympics, I, I found, I don't know, every four years you get right into it. People say, oh, they should have it every two years. Every four years is enough. I'll re- I remember enough. it fondly and then away we go. We'll move on from yeah. there. All right, but I'll tell you what doesn't stop and what is not every four years is the great game of rugby league. And once again, it's found itself in the press for the wrong reasons, I guess. Not just rugby league, though, this time. There's AFLs, man, it's just stick its head up. Mm. There's been a pretty... Um, pretty average outcome for the AFL in that, you know, a teammate has sort of racially abused someone in the AFL and his ex-teammate who is the, you know, the wonderful Indigenous player, Eddie Betts, has obviously been drawn into this whole thing again. It, it, it's, not, um, it's not a problem for sport racism. It's a problem for society as a whole. But when it shines a light on the fact that this just is everywhere. Um, Eddie Betts has obviously been uh, pretty outspoken. And, mate, it's just sad that this is happening again, isn't it? How bad is it when, you know, rugby league, AFL, rugby union, all sportsmen are put 
as role models, and you're supposed to be a role model in this day in this day and age. If you're a sportsman, there comes a lot of stuff. You're not just you're not just there to be a great sportsman, a football player, or anything like. That. You're supposed to be a role model in all different ways. And how sad is it that this guy is an AFL professional player and he's racially vilified his own teammate? What sort of what sort of people are we like? We're producing. I just don't understand. He's just. This guy's a leader. I don't, I don't even know this Walker kid. Like, how, how could he even? I just don't understand. I could never see it ever happen in a team that I ever played in from any other person. I just don't understand it, let alone in 2000, alone in 2021. I just don't get it. Mate, and I don't give a before. shit about the apology. I don't care about the apology. I saw the little, I'd never do it again. I'm going to educate myself. You're a fucking grown ass man. Like, this is 2021. You're a leader of men. You're supposed to be one of the most brightest brightest lights in your club and you do this i don't accept his apology it's just Mate, what, he would not he would not be sorry if he did not get caught and did not get called out let's remember that and that's very true will and i think you know if you look at the amount of um training and, and you can probably shine a bit of a light on on how much education there is for players if, if a bloke goes through all that education and you know that there's a spotlight on you and people say in the heat of the battle if you come out with something like that in the heat of the battle, it's worse because that's how you actually oh, think. Despite that's what all you think, time. so all under under all the pressure and everything like, so you're under the pump, everything like that's where the cool heads are supposed to prevail, and that's what you really think. It's like people who get on the piss. Like you just got to wait about six or seven beers, and their true colours will show. Yeah, that's right. You know what I mean? Yeah, this bloke's just you know, he's in the heat of battle, and he's not bang. He said, you know, throwing his mate under the bus and racially abused him. Like, come on, man, this is not this is not good enough. And Eddie Betts looks defeated. He looks defeated. You know what I mean? Like, look at the, the amount of good that kid does for, for his sport and Indigenous people, Torres Strait and Indigenous. And he just looked absolutely gutted. He didn't know what to say. He was just like, he just, you know, he, they had the camera on him for about two or three minutes. It was a long, long interview and it was just him talking. And he's done. You know what I mean? But he will still fight. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, um, it's, it's, it's weird. But I just feel, funny- I feel that um, it's, yeah, it's, it's terrible. The funny thing is, I mean, if you look at the NRL, there's, a, you know, almost 50% Polynesian now in terms of the player, um, you know, in terms of the player makeup. And there's a huge amount of Indigenous players as well. I don't know. I, I, like you see with the Adam Goods things, AFL just seems like it's the players themselves, I think, in rugby league. Yeah. They just wouldn't, they wouldn't put up with it. No, if you, if anyone, no way, not in any other team. Um I don't understand. I just don't understand it, man. Like this kid, he's supposed to be playing with his blood, sweat and tears with this bloke every single week and at training and hanging out together. Do they just like to call that guy like to racially abuse one of your teammates in this day and age? It's just unacceptable. I don't think it was a teammate. I don't think it was a teammate. I think, I think he, I think the other bloke got dragged into it, but regardless of who it is, what it, what it does show is that the bloke, um, the, the fact that he thinks that is, appalling the fact yeah. that being a high profile he would say it is even mm. worse but if it was a player that wasn't a high profile player is he in six he's weeks and 20 grand he getting sacked. Yeah. he's getting sacked yeah you know, i mean like you got other you know i think this is the same club that called for a bloke who was in the stands who racially uh, abused the player he got what he got life you know what's they the said yeah he, he should got, be getting life, he, got life. he should be getting life and then you know what's the difference between one of your senior players it's his talent that's what it is. He's got talent. He's earning you money and it's a business. That's what it comes down to. Nothing more, nothing less. That guy who's a fan, you can really, you can crucify his aspirations for being a, you know, a fan for the rest of his life. But 
this guy's got talent. If he didn't have talent, he would have been all over the papers being sacked. Yeah. He would have got sacked if he was a if he was just a fringe, a fringe list player, wasn't really making the run on side, was playing a VFL average player, he's done. But because he is who he is, and it happens in every sport. It happens in every sport. I'm just saying it with this kid, but like spare me that I'm gonna go and educate myself. What have you been doing for the last 20-something years? Yeah. What yeah, have you exactly. been doing? Just like just chilling out, not knowing that I shouldn't call this indigenous bloke this or, a, you know, like a Polynesian person this or this one this. And like, do you just not know that? Is he is he silly? Like, go go back to school, maybe. And when when you think about it too, Will, like th- there are all these education programs. I mean, not that you should have to educate people. You sit up there, you go, all right, lesson one, don't racially abuse people. Lesson two, how don't sad, rape how anyone. That? How like, sad is that when you have to go, I'm going to go and educate myself about um, – racial stuff and stuff like in Australia. Are you fucking stupid? You've been living under a rock. All you do is just come out on a Sunday and kick an AFL ball around. Is that it? You don't don't worry about society. You just worry about your own fucking head. Mate, it'd be a pretty quick lesson. Don't be racist. (laughs) The end. Oi, see that guy? (laughs) It's black and white. Don't call him black. Don't call him white. Don't call him this, this. The end. See ya. Five seconds. You can cop it from some imbecile in the crowd (laughs) because there's plenty. But for some players. I just get embarrassed by these poor setup. Apologies. Spare yeah. me the apology, mate. Just shut up and get out of everyone's life. Yeah, he should have been sacked 100%. I think the other interesting thing that's come out this week is, and you can probably explain this to me a bit more, because obviously um, over the last probably 18 months or maybe even a bit longer, this whole, I guess, trolling online and, and that sort of thing, and it's yeah. become a real thing. So, so what players are now doing, which I think is fair enough. Jaden Ockenbohr, who plays for, for for the Bulldogs, he he was racially abused quite. I mean, it's some of the stuff you read. It's like, who writes that anyway? But he got racially abused um, and called it out on, on Instagram. And there's been, you know, Tessie New from the Broncos. And, and, and mm. it's a really prevalent thing. So Instagram and a few of these other joints have said, that they're going to start putting limits on words and, and hidden words. I don't know. Will. I'm, I'm shit ass with all of this, but is that actually going to stop it happening? No, I'm not sure, but I know that they do that with all the big stars in Hollywood who they can limit their comments and limit whatever they're saying. But obviously a few are going to get through, aren't they? Through to the keeper. And if you, um, most of these guys just make up accounts on that day, just to say that, say that to someone and then just like, they just delete their account. So if they really want to say it and be an absolute piece of shit, they're going to get away with it. You know, it's, I mean, in, but I'm glad that Instagram and betting agencies are actually standing up and doing something for these players because it's enough's enough. It's happened way too much, way too much than what they deserve. Well, that you know, is especially with thing. the multis, the multis and like then, you know, like just say on the weekend, my multi didn't get up because of Newcastle and Brisbane didn't score 50. 50 plus points or something, something like that it was 48. Two points, Jimmy I don't bring up um, any player there and blame everybody in Newcastle or blame everyone in Brisbane for not scoring an extra like four points, two points. You know what I mean? Like that it doesn't really, that my brain doesn't function like that, let alone get my phone and then type in, just say, Caelan Ponga, God damn, I wish you had scored a try, blah, blah, blah. That's it. No, Caelan Ponga and then absolutely tear shreds off him and then racially vilify him and then just, you know, like get real personal. What sort of person are you? Like, you must be a real piece of shit. You must be the worst kind of people out there. 
It's terrible, man. It's, I can't believe we even. Uh, I actually can because people are just shit sometimes. I, I this COVID thing were, is just bringing out the worst in people. They're just sitting at home way too much time. You would ring an Adam O'Brien at half time saying you need to go down the left hand edge a bit more because I need this body to go. That's what I heard. Rumors are. What about Twitter? My other... burner Twitter. My burner Twitter account. Come on. Take is that the two? Is that where all the abuse for me comes from? Your burner account. <laughs> I'm going to have heaps of hidden words so that you can never contact me again. So the other, you mentioned before about the betting agency. So essentially what they're doing is if some crocodile gets on and I think Josh Morris got abused earlier in the year because he didn't, I don't know, he didn't score a try or something. And some like, you know, his $10 mole didn't get up, but cost him 18 bucks. So the betting agencies are saying, we're now going to track back and see who, bet what and that sort of thing like you know 600 blokes on that betting account it's going to be hard for them to police it but i don't know like it's it's a step in the right direction i think it is a step in the right direction when betting agencies are going to rip up your bet and everything like that so they're going to take you know they're taking into all considerations if you're a real piece of shit you can't go all through all these i don't know like you know more than me about betting stuff and what they're doing but like for instagram to come on board and do this it's not just for those superstars it's for the athletes as well yeah, and I, I think, think it's, great. Um, it's a win. It's a win. Either way, you, you're on you're on notice. If you are one of those wankers who troll people, you know you might get caught. I reckon. Is it probably would I be right in saying probably the last five years is where social media, like Facebook, was around, but people didn't really abuse people on Facebook. It's more been Twitter and Instagram. So, yeah, Twitter, it didn't Twitter really started all the real wankers. I think it didn't really affect you in your career because you finished in what fifteen sixteen. So. Oh, it yeah, wasn't just really... the real crazy personal stuff, you know. Like I used to, I never even yeah. trolled that much. Nothing personal. You know, you nothing, would have been... nothing racial or anything like that. It was. You would have been funny. probably peak person that people, because people, you know, people love to hate you and, and, and people mm. love you and people, you know, but you I would have loved to imagine, imagine if it was like this in the 2000s. Man, I think life would have changed. Life would have been different, but you would have dealt with things a lot different. So. You can't really look at it like that, but I just don't understand the hate that comes towards an athlete. Yeah, they're just they're doing their job. That's it, and you can't just actually hate this dude, man. Especially Ockenbor and these every so every single week it seems to come out of one sport. It's either union, it's AFL, or it's league. Oh, I don't know what's up. It's the demographic of our followers and people who support the game. Yeah. Actually, you did get trolled once and then you, 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 someone hacked your phone in France. That was unfortunate. Mm. That, yeah, was bad, that, was, <laughs> that was terrible. My, fr- so, my French mate my French mate was crazy. Pierre, just stealing your phone, <laughs> tweeting. So the on-field sledging, I guess, with that's been brought on by Will Chambers. So Will Chambers, has he got a $1,000 fine. He's been a serial pest over the last couple of weeks. He's, he's, he's gone berserk. Two weeks in a row, he got pulled off the week before. Um, By who? He, after the game, dressing rooms. And then, <laughs> and then this week, he's, he's Kane Evans has had probably one of the greatest performances of brain snappery in the history mm. of the game. He got sent off. Oh, six I wonder times. what he said. I wonder what he said for big oh. Kano just to land like, you know, it was like he wanted to oosh, hit oosh. so hard that he, then he, then he pulled back because big Kane could throw him good too. And I'm like, Damn, Chambers must have said something like, and I don't think I don't think it was racial. He like he just got under his skin. 
Well, Nathan Brown, to his credit, has come out today. Nathan Brown was pretty critical of Chambers through the week, but he's come out and said it wasn't racist because I think, obviously, he didn't want him getting caught up in that whole big racism storm that's going on at the moment. He's not so about credit that. to Nathan Brown. isn't about that yeah. life. He wouldn't, you know, he's, he just, he gets out there, he plays a game hard and fair, Will Chambers. I mean, what's, what's, what's crossing the line these days? You can say whatever you want as long as it's not racial, really, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, well, I agree. I don't and that's what they, and, that's what, and I think players are players are taking full advantage of that now. They just I think Will Chambers is really trying to exploit it. Because imagine both times. The only reason why Will Chambers is getting dropped and, and everyone's talking about it is because they've lost two games in a row. And he's been front and center of both things. And they're trying to sort of pinpoint, plus he hasn't been playing his best. You know, everyone's talking about Will Chambers in the you know 2010s. He's 33, 34. You know what I mean? So he's still doing a job there. And, you know, Josh, I think Josh Hannay thinks he's not, obviously. So he's he's taking a taking a different approach. Probably trying to blood some young kid in there. When you I mean you you were one of the like people don't probably know that, but you were one of the all-time great sledges. And but you never got so worked up when you were sledging that you forgot about your job. Like it's you, your yeah. your way of sledging was more like a little comment, hello to young Henry's. Welcome back. Yes. Hello, guys. Uh, oh, yeah. When, I never, it was never personal. It was but more you never fun. Got worked up and forgot about what you were doing. No. It was just more like little comments to mm. get under people's skin rather than Chambers yeah. looked like he wanted to go berserk the whole game. I mean, you can understand with the Dylan Walker situation, but I thought he would have calmed down after that. But like, he just want, you know, he's fired up. He just, he's trying to make, trying to make some plays from his defensive, from that left hand edge. You know what I mean? So he's a passionate player. He's trying to bring some of that. You know, like he's played for Queensland in their most dominant side. It's Melbourne the most dominant side. So this kid is not he's not used to losing. You know no. what I mean? So he's just no. trying to install a little bit and it sort of backfired on him because you know, the Dylan Walker one was personal and I and I love what he did. I love what he stood up for. But then they lost that game. And then they go on the wins and losses, man. You know, like like they only just lost that game against the Warriors and they should have won. Yeah. They're still in the hunt for the eight. You know, so but- um I think that the, the, sledging, the sledging that I used to do in plays was a lot, a lot more fun. Like, I mean, just even like with Joey and you know, they used to say some stuff. It was quite funny. Most of most of the sledges was all about trying to make fun of the other person, and then make the other team, make your own teammates laugh and laugh at you. That's what I try to do. Like, but, but there's repercussions to your sledging back then. If you had a halfback or something, you wouldn't have had a halfback come up on guys like Marco Mealy and all that, and Gordon Tallis to punch you in the head. Like you could actually, like, so if you come at you, you come at someone like you, like people are coming at all these players now, you're punched in the head. Can you imagine how much you wouldn't talk if the repercussions was I get to punch you in the mouth? Yeah, you're not yeah, saying 100%. shit. You're not yeah. barking from that. You're not barking from your left edge. You're not barking in the middle. You're shutting your mouth because that other bloke's going to eat you. And guys like Gordon Tallis was out there, and he wanted someone to talk shit so he yeah. could beat you up. Because <laughs> that's what could happen there. It's just like you know what you want to say, son. I'm the big dog out here. You want something? I'm going to bash it. You know yeah. What I mean? Like guys, like guys like Wendell and all that used to come in talking shit, but Wendell could fight. So you're not going to beat that dude up either. He's massive. You know what I mean? <laughs> big dog coming six foot four and hundred kilos, and he can throw him good. So he's going to come on there. So you used to pick your poisons. That's like if there was any sledging and talking, you're not too far away from a fight. Here, this the dit, 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 a lot like that then, you know, you're going to get all these players that are going to bark, 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 and they'll get some personal shit on you and make you lose your shit. You know what, Will? We're going to, next week, you're going to tell me, you're going to have a think about it, and you're going to tell me what the best sledge 
unless you've got one straight off the top of your head. But uh, otherwise, some I can't say. It's terrible. That was a personal one. No, I didn't say it. I've witnessed it. Well, let's keep yeah. it, let's keep it PC. Have a think about yeah. it. Actually, don't say anything now because no, it's in trouble. Not. So no. our good life. And we're shows. all retired. So, and we're all retired. We'll keep we'll keep the names out to protect the guilty and the innocent, like that show yeah. on TV. Just quickly as well. Law and order. What is that it? Law and order. There you go. Is that better? Uh, Hang on. Oh, that looks terrible. What are you Sorry. shining a spotlight on you? What you think no, you're because, on the Oscars no, now, dude? It's because I need to charge this um iPad. It's going like one percent. Oh, if we drop out, I'll be doing the rest of the show by myself and everyone mm. will be happy. Uh just quickly. The Clinton Gutherson, um, it's all getting played out again. Look, I, I, I don't like this November first, like talking to clubs and player agents. As you know, I hate more than anything else in the whole world. But I don't look at Parramatta now are in a position where they've been flogged two weeks in a row. Their finals hopes they'll make the finals, but they'll probably go out in straight sets again. And now mm-hmm. you've got Gutherson and managers playing out in the press. It's just bad. Does that affect a team or not? Like, do you galvanise when you hear all this crap? What are they saying that he's what? what what's what's well, the they, scoop? It's, well, your man Ayub's apparently stormed out of a meeting because you know the the Parramatta they were embarrassing themselves with the offer and that sort of thing. Surely it's got to be behind closed doors. Like, if I'm a player, mm. I'm going get this away from me being in the press looking like right a greedy human. Too. Yeah, yeah, I don't think Gutho would be too happy with that because he's he's a pretty classy, classy person. Yeah, you know, that's he, right. and then you don't and you don't you don't control the narrative and you can't get that. You know, he's not going to say anything. But I want to play football. I want to finish you. I want to play for Para. That's all he's going to get. A couple, a couple. I'm just of focused on he's next not, week. He's not going to elaborate. Taking a week at a time. You know, he knows how to play it. He won't say. Sammy handles all that. Sammy's one of the best wheelers and dealers in the game, and he knows how to bump his price up. He's probably looking at a mil plus for Gutherson. That's what yeah. that's what the market dictates. He's one of their best players. The cap's ten mil. He deserves a mil. That's it. And that's what I think. I mean, if it's and like I don't like how ex players going. You know, he's not worth a million dollars if he's not. Well, how's all these other players? I'm not even going to mention their names. They all play up north. They're on that sort of money. Let's just stop mentioning the money. This this guy's. He's the last three years has been a top three fullback in the game, and that's hard to say with the fullbacks that we've got. I tell you, know, you what, Gatho's put, put that work in. Man. He deserves his money. If I'm para, I'm giving all of my money to Papa Lee because he has been phenomenal for them. So they need to leave a bit of money aside for him. All right, William. What we are going to do tonight, um, let's just do a quick review of two sides that have already – well, they they can't make the finals, let's be honest. So we're going to do maybe two sides a week. Um, and just do a quick little season review. Let's start with the Broncos. Um, mm-hmm. The Broncos, is it coach or is it culture, William? Wow, that's a good question. It's probably, I'm going to go, I'm going to just go with a little bit of both. Inexperienced coach, sort of got thrown into the into the hot seat, even everyone was saying, you know, Kevin's going to be the coach, but um, it's got to be more culture. Because that Broncos team is just used to winning, and something's happened there. Where that Bronco, if you put that Broncos jersey on, automatic top eight team, fighting for the finals all the time. Um, so they've lost a little bit, and you know I'm not I'm not a, a I'm not a I don't hate the Broncos. I just know what sort of culture that they used to have compared to what it is now. You hate them a little bit. 
Uh, well, a little bit. I don't, I don't love them. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm just going, and I just think you'd probably see the culture when you go up to Brisbane and you see, when we used to play the Broncos, sort of had a, they had a right to do whatever they wanted to, to wanted to do in Brisbane. You know, Brisbane's still, a, it's, a, it's a great town. A lot of fun up there. And the thing is, they still carry on like that off the field. Like their big Dell and Gordy and all those blokes used to run that shit. Look at the wins and losses column. They never used to lose. They were back-to-back champions, 97, 98, 2000, 2006. So that whole era, they were winning all the time. They used to get around town like they were superstars. And they sort of well, had every were. right to do that. Well, they, they had, were, they had, yeah. they had every right to do that because the culture that they built, the wins and losses, the column there was always stacked in the Ws. Wayne Bear is a coach, best team, one of the best teams and best clubs and teams in the whole game. Now these guys float around town with that same bravado, but you come second last, yeah, last, all that kind of shit. So I'm not sure whether it's a Brisbane thing or a Queensland thing where they just think they're rock stars because they play for the Broncos, but they need to earn the right to play for the Broncos. And that's what you'll see. That's what you'll hear from guys like Wendell and Gordy and all that kind of stuff. I'm not not making this shit up. No, we do make a lot of stuff up on the show, but that's not uh, look. And the other thing as well, I reckon if you look at um, I reckon one of the signings of the year for next year could be Adam Reynolds because I look at how he's playing for South and he is not like I cannot believe South let him go to be perfectly honest because they have got yeah, no terrible. one really to step yeah. in and I don't know what the long term plan is but Jason Demetriou is just he's been handed a hand grenade I reckon next year. Yeah, I don't understand. You keep Adam Reynolds there like he just he's they're always top eight, pretty much top four, preliminary three years in a row. Yeah, what else do you want? What else do you want? Know. And, you know, the last three or four years, you got a comp in 2014. For the 14, 2014. Um, yeah. It's hard to come by halves. We've talked about this for ages. It's, you know, I wouldn't... Yeah, but he will be goodbye next year. So will they be, they'll be better next year, you reckon, Broncos? For yes. all those long stock Broncos bought fans? quite well. They've yeah. caught, caught, <laughs> bought They've quite caught. well. They've caught. They've caught. They've caught players. it quite well. I'm not sure uh, who All right. Mate, from what I've heard up in Brisbane, you catch a lot of things if you're a Broncos player. Uh, so the Bulldogs, uh, look, they have probably been the most active in the player market. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, before we talk about the Bulldogs, so this week, um, Ryan James and and Big Horsebrah oh, from South from Horsebrah. Canberra, yeah. So they've <laughs> they've they've been lent to. Um, They've been mm. lent, obviously, to the book. Tell me, there's no way Canberra lend those players if it's not for Phil Gould in the background, is it? Like, for anyone who thinks Phil Gould is not, you know, worth the money that Canterbury are playing him next year, like, that has got... Puppets. Oh, that's got Phil Gould written all over it. Ricky Stewart and Phil Gould, <laughs> like it's... Yeah, anyway. Yeah, I but, mean, and I, I'm not sure about the rules there, but I don't mind it because Ryan James is on the hour. He's playing, I think he signed with the Broncos next year. And then I look at... Um, Cor- yeah. So yeah, there's right. your signing, signing. Um, Yeah, he's a good kid, good leader. Um, the Corey Horsburgh um, surprises me because two years ago, you know, they were talking to him as a future origin player. Yeah. Yeah, and he was that crazy redhead that was coming off the bench. going Wanted to fight ballistic. Madison. Yeah. yeah, he was a passionate person. And I, I think I think the upside on him is bigger. Yeah. I mean, if and I'm not sure how he, Ricky and, him, and himself – uh, getting along, but obviously not that well because he's not in the 17 and he's mm. got loan to the dogs. 
And it's not like he's trying to get match fitness or anything like that. You would just get your fit for two weeks and bring you back for for running the finals. This is like, you go. If you can find another Do your best. Yeah, yeah, go. So you're not going to give your best players up, are you? You're not going to, hey, big papa, go up there for two weeks while we are, you know? (laughs) While we fight for the final. Go get some some match fitness with the dogs. (laughs) Yeah. Come back in two weeks while we just, you know, busting our asses trying to make the finals. You know, it's, 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 that's what's happening with this loan system. And I'm not sure how it's going to work because I think the producer and I were talking about it today. Like what sort of, you know, can the coaches sort of exploit this? Just say, if you're, if you're a top, if you're a top four side, Ooh, Nelly went off. If you're a top <laughs> four side, you're, if you're a top four side and you're like, just say with Penrith, for instance, it's like, is this a loan system? Can we get Pengai Jr.? One of the most destructive ball runners in the game. Got you for the last for the last what six rounds? I mean three rounds, plus a run to the semis. He could be that person to get you over that bump. Yeah, like uh, play. You know, like do you have to be off contract? Uh, like do you have to play a certain amount of games? There's a lot of variables in this situation. So, I think the game better watch out because players will start players and coaches will start exploiting this and clubs. Well, it was Harry. It was Harry Grant, wasn't it? Really, that started this whole loan thing. Yeah. So Melbourne again are ahead of the game. They 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 let a bloke. That was probably hundred percent. So look, I think um, I don't mind it, but I think what do you the think? Well, I'm just saying a lot of variables there. Like you just got to understand, like coaches just say you're the Roosters or someone like that. You're coming fourth, and you go, all right. Well, the Broncos had a terrible, terrible year. They're not going to make the eight. Can I get Payne Haas for four weeks, please? He's hundred. He's a hundred or two hundred grand. Finish the year off with us. Like yeah, that's that's what yeah. can happen. That can potentially happen. You know what I mean? A team like the Roosters, that's not that is not far away from their mindset. Oh, we're one position away. Oh, we need a good, we need a front row. Bang. Well, David Fafita, you're not making the eight. Come and play with us. Win a premiership, potentially. Yeah. So it needs to be it needs to be watched very carefully because if I was a club like that, if I was a GM of a club who's coming top four or maybe six or seven, you know, that with the bottom four, like I'm looking at like one or two people. We need a back row, we need a winger. Hey Fox, you're not you're at the Bulldogs, you're not going anywhere. Come play with us. You know what I mean? Like, who knows? Clubs, the the, the, same, the shit. The the shit the I know. No, it's a, it's a good point, but I think the shit clubs. The last thing they'd want is for players to get injured and then miss. It. But let's one hundred percent. Let's look at you, you mentioned. You mentioned the fox. Does he does he play fullback at Canterbury next year? Do you reckon? Or you reckon no. they've signed him as a winger? No, they've signed. They got Dufty there. Dufty's going to be a great fullback. Yeah. Even by Dufty to play in the, on the wing because he can't play anywhere else. Can't play center, yeah. can't play anyway. Like he's a specialist fullback. And you got Fox, he's got to be on that left edge, hopefully, with you got Burton, you got um Pangai Jr. Pangai Jr. Yeah, Naden. And you got Fox. You got Dufty at the back. Probably need a, Not a bad side. They need a half back and left and a edge. Nine. And then you're talking. Two. Then you're talking easy top eight, and you're probably pushing yeah. for a top four spot. Yeah. You know, so they got their upside is a lot higher. So let's, but it's all about pain, you know, injuries and continuity with your players. You need a good big pressure on big pressure on Barrett next year because I think you know you got to you get to pass mark this year, but next year they've bought strongly and he's got a roster. So there's no they need to I mean, do. Like for next next week for next year, like they'll probably then it's like next year or bust for Baz, and I think he'll he'll be good. He'll be good, and there. I think. They should maybe bring in some ex premiership winning Australian maybe. boards. Maybe. I'll right. bring Ogre in. 
any of the others. Tony, Tony Grimaldi. I'm going to go Bobcat and Rennie. But... <laughs> uh, all right, William. Well, let's let's jump into a quick review preview. Um, one thing I did notice, you know, we talk about how every week there's blowout scores and there's this and there's that. And, you know, it's getting to that stage of the year where there's some sides can't make the eight. There's some sides that are guaranteed at the eight. You know, the players start getting rested. So these sort of games are always, they're interesting because mm. they're interestingly crap in terms of, like, I look now at bettingsite.com.au's odds and there's like the Storm are $1.07, the Panthers are $1.15, the Rabbitohs are $1.18. Manly are a dollar twenty-five against Para, which is embarrassing for Para. Um, but there's not too many games that really you, that sit out and they scream out at you. That's going to be a great game of footy. No, it's getting quite boring, isn't it? Like the games are killing me at the moment. I mean, I love rugby league, but geez, I mean, if it wasn't for even Super Saturday, saved me last week. The Manly yeah. and the Melbourne game, and the the Penrith and Roosters game. So I don't know, man. It's frustrating. These these are the worst parts of the year. This is when people go, the year's too much. You know what I mean? Like it goes on too many rounds. But this is what happens when your TV deal is massive. So the players just have to play the games. It's all about the ratings. It's all about how many games you played. So we're never going to get away from 26 rounds. No, it is what right. it is. Even though 26 rounds sounds a little like it looks steep. You know what I mean? Like everyone can get through the first 10 rounds. Then you got origin, you come out of origin, and now we've hit that real shit spot. And this is where the te- you know the teams don't mind because then you start jostling for like you know seventh eighth eighth position all that kind of stuff you know like people like you know even the what do you come like Cronulla and all those blokes will come like just say twelfth and thirteenth they're still going you know if we make a four game run you know we're we got hope you know and then you got all the bigger teams going hurry up and just get me to the finals yeah you know? but that's the difference between the mindset of of Melbourne and Penrith they're like and even Roosters they can all sort of sit pretty and then you got like you know, the bottom side with seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, all vying for two positions. What do and you reckon? What do you reckon with that Manly Storm game last week? That was the pick of the round, obviously. Yeah. Manly weren't far off, were they? No. A couple of decisions and Harry Grant coming on. They had to sit, I mean, like just to, to take Brandon Smith off, where I think is the best hooker in the game, and then to go back to lock. You give Fanuka an arrest or Big Nas or someone like that, and you bring on Harry Grant. Like, come Pretty on. Good. It's relentless through the middle. Relentless. Yeah. And that's where they got a couple of mistakes. You have to play the near perfect game to beat Melbourne at the moment. Mm. They've just got every single base covered. So they beat Very the Raiders. Hard. They beat the Raiders. Yeah. The Panthers beat the Dragons. The yeah. Roosters beat the Broncos. What about what about the poor old Broncos? So Brody Croft, they've just released him. I think he's gone. <laughs> Um, yeah, he's gone. He's gone over to Salford or something. And they're trying to dress it up okay. saying, oh, he's his girlfriend's no. from England. Is she? She doesn't want to no, live in England. Mate. <laughs> See you later. See you, Brody. Wow, Another that's a, long a shame, list. man. That kid, like, yeah, he showed so much promise down in Melbourne. I thought he was going to be um, next Cooper Cronk. Look, I just think, again, Will, it's another example of if the Storm or the Roosters let someone go early, do not sign them. Because the Storm and the Roosters don't want them, so yeah. unfortunately, Flanagan's got that. You know, it's if if they are letting people go, don't sign them. There you go. I could be a yeah. player manager. Uh, Souths and the Titans. The Titans have been winning. Oh, look, there's they're all right. They're this all right. is 
this is one thing that's annoying me a little bit, Will. People are talking about that it's a smart move bringing David Fafita off the bench because they're winning. They're winning because they're playing shit teams. If I've got David Fafita in my team and I know that he can rip a side apart, whether it's minute one or minute 80, I want him on the field on minute one mm. because he's such a damaging ball runner. Whether players are tired or they're not, he's still hard to tackle. So why not play him the whole 80 minutes? Yeah, I think he's just... If I was a coach just trying to coach him, I'd start him at lock just so he can get his hands on the ball all the time and then attack both sides of the ruck. Don't stick him on the left. Don't stick him on the right. I just want I want David Fafita with the ball all the time. Defend 100%. him on an edge. Defend him on an edge if you want. If he gets a little bit tight, put push the middle guy, put the edge guy back in the middle. You can fix it around. These players need to learn to play both sides of the ruck, left four, right four, and in the middle. You should be able to learn all those positions. And I'm pretty sure Big um, big Tino can play left four for a little bit and push him into the middle and then vice versa. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Proctor, Proctor can play on a right edge or a left edge and he can push into the middle. You've got to be versatile in the game right now. I'm, I'm hoping to God that these kids know how to play every single position in the team. And that's what you should do. Instead of just sitting your ass in the middle as a middle defender, you need to be able to defend on the left side and on the right side and hold those edges and defend like a, a good defender. You know, you're left on an island out there. That's why these big boys don't want to come out wide. Just that one spot wide. That's that one little bit, you know, it's an extra meter, but it feels like five meters on there. You know, and then you've got to talk to your middles and you've got to talk to your outside. You know, like it's all communication. Some of these big guys don't talk when they're tight. And that's the problem. So I would personally just put him in at lock and I'd switch him in defense whenever, wherever he was getting tired. I'd put him on an edge and let someone else go in the middle. But uh, what do I know? I, well, another sort of coaching mystery for me, the Cowboys are playing against the Tigers. Jason Taumalolo, Jason Taumalolo played on an edge. They reckon he had a broken hand. Oh, I've never seen a bloke misused like Jason Taumalolo this year. I, I just don't get it. I really no. cannot understand what the long-term plan is unless you're trying to break your $10 million contract and get him to go somewhere else. Yeah. Unless, unless there's an agenda there that you don't like the kid or you want him to go somewhere else, which is kind That's of it's up, gotta be. up top, up top, which I don't think is happening. Otherwise, you're just not using the kid right. You've got David yeah. Fafita, you've got Taumalolo. Like, I can understand with Fafita, he's always played on an edge. Played in the centres when he was younger, kept coming into one spot, one's one one closer to the ruck. He's sort of finding his feet on, the, on those edge spots. He can still He's still mobile enough to play on an edge. You know what I mean? But I just want him with the ball all the time, both sides of the ruck, out wide, everywhere I want him. Stop putting these kids on an edge. Get them on an edge when it's a structured play attacking the red zone. Anywhere else, I don't give a shit if David Fee's on the right edge, the left edge, hitting behind the ruck, two wide, three wide. I don't care. I just want him to play football. Don't limit these kids. Don't limit them to like just waiting on the perfect play. Because what defenses do, they know one on third, third tackle or fourth play inside their 40 where David Fee's going to get the ball. So they put that extra man there all yeah. the time. And they'll, and they'll attack from market, they'll attack from the inside, and they'll, they'll take down his time. But if he appears everywhere, wherever he wants, that's where it's hard to stop. That's why Taumalolo is the best forward in the, in the game. You know what I mean? Like he can he, he attacks on the right, right on the right edge, in the right, in, in behind the middle. On the left edge, in behind the middle, two off, one off, whatever. He's he's attacking everywhere. So that's the difference. You can't limit yourself to one little piece of the field. Like he's gonna yeah. do that. You do that because people do that because Melbourne did that. And Hoffman was one of the best left edge back rolls in the game. Don't understand. You've got Billy Slater around the back. You've got a left edge, Greg Inglis. You've got a winger, Cooper Cronk, Cameron Smith. Come on, man. 
You just got to run that same line. And Melbourne is meticulous of what they do. They run the lines, the best ones. Everyone's doing their job. And the best ball players put the ball on your chest. You just run that same line. Yeah, that's I feel everybody, everybody, so everybody tried to copy and paste what Melbourne was doing. It doesn't work like that. Melbourne's Melbourne. Play the way you play, the culture that you've set and how you're supposed to play. Don't just copy and paste everything. I, I sit there and I watch Tal Malolo, the way that he's being used this year and the way he's playing. And it's I, I just think it's really sad to watch a player who is, you know, without peer in the game. Like I look at him and what he has done over the last five or six years and it's just, it's a real shame because I think what it's doing now is it's affecting Jason Tamalolo's legacy somewhat in that yeah. he could still be another, he could be the most dominant forward in the game for the next two or he's three 20, years. No is he question. 29 years old? Like, he's only young still. And I mean, I, it's, mean I, don't yeah. understand, I don't understand the coaching. I just wouldn't do, I would never put him on an edge. What's he been? Arguably one of the best players, let alone the best forward in the game for the last six or seven years. Yeah. What, what are you changing it for? Why would you change it? Yeah. All right. Well, the, the Manly Eels game, I just, I, I think I mentioned it before, but I cannot believe what disrespectful favourites Manly are for a side against Parramatta. Uh, they're still in the top four. Aren't they coming five? Uh, fifth, five. They're coming five. Fifth. They're coming five. No, but yeah, that's right. They're coming I, like, fourth. That's just embarrassing. Like, it's just, what that's how the far they've fallen. They're a dollar twenty-five manly, four dollars head to head for para. Ooh, it's a good bet. If I'm para. para, I feel sick. Wow. How about Turbo? He's just a gun, isn't he? Oh, I love he's him. just unbelievable. He's unbelievable. But the Eels, I'm not, that's pretty. That's not a bad bet. Para. It's too late for us to bet on the show. Uh, what about the Bulldogs? So, do you reckon? If you're playing for a team, I mean, this is obviously a new thing, this lone player thing. I'm on 2%. So if my lighting goes off people on Facebook and I look like a ghost, I'm trying to save the show, you know? (laughs) Honestly, (laughs) Otherwise, you're just going to have this bloke here just staring at you, just going... So much much better if it's just me, this show. But with with the Bulldogs, do you feel like having these lone players and it's two players, like it's it's that's like it's a 30 year forward pack, you're starting forward pack now come from a different team. Does that mm. raise the energy levels or do you just go, who's this bloke? What why is he in the dressing room? What was that? Sorry, I didn't hear. So if you've got Oh the Bulldogs, oh if, yeah. Yeah, I with mean, the Bulldogs. Like, do you sit across and go, what's going on with these two blokes? They're, like you can't form Imagine trying to earn your stripes in three days. Oh, that's what I mean. You've been you're through preseason camps. together. Let's go. Yeah, yeah you're trying. And then, and, then you, and then you're like, can we not put like a young kid up? Like, what's the deal there? You know, like yeah. you're trying to get these other, you're trying to get these Horsburgh stocks up and this, these up, then Ryan James stocks up. What about your juniors? Yeah. Do we care about it? That's Obviously where, not. I don't know. Probably, you know, Ricky Stewart's still got a great, you know, relationship with the Bulldogs. You know, so I'm not sure. I just don't understand this, man. I just this is a time to to blood young kids. Just throw them in the deep end. Give me what you got. You it's know, not like they can go any worse. No, but you're just gonna. It is what it is. I just don't. Yeah, I don't know. There would have been other ways, but you know what? They've they've accepted it. And I'll, I don't know. It's weird. Do you, you think know? the bulldogs the the bulldogs are trying to find out exactly what? Uh, Chambers said to Kane Evans so that they can, well, he probably got suspended, did he, after all that? 
But they'd be just trying to repeat that, wouldn't they? Kane, exactly. Hang on, sort of. Now, for those of you yeah, who I'm are back. listening on the podcast, Williams finally worked out that if you charge your iPad, then it lasts for longer. And so now we've got a charger in the iPad. Um, this, is right. probably, this, this is probably very ghosty. This is this is how you this is how you've been looking. This is how you've been looking for the last four weeks. That's because I don't go in the sun anymore. Because I'm, it's just it's just my skin tone. Uh, the Sharks and the Knights. The Knights, they're back to full strength. They've got a pretty easy run home. Our good friend Cal is extremely excited. He thinks that the Knights are going to win every game from now on and probably win the comp. I don't know if I'd go that far, but got to I win. like what they're doing. Gosh. I like what they're doing. They have to win. But, you know, the Sharks have got a hell of a lot to play for. They win there on equal points of 20. That's what I mean. This is exciting for these guys. I mean, like... The Titans, Raiders, Knights, Sharks, and Dragons, and even the Warriors, if they get that win, you know, imagine that you know they potentially beat the Dogs, then they're either eighteen, and then you're relying on everyone else to lose. I mean, I've been in this position before when I was at Newcastle. It sucks, you know what I mean? Because then you just start thinking, why couldn't we win those games by you know the three, the four games that we lost by two points because we just shut off in the last fucking two minutes. It's come back to bite us on the ass, and that's what and that's what happens when an experienced vet like me comes in. And then, two thousand fifteen, we're like, damn, we've got to win these early games so we can just set ourselves up, especially when you're not in the strongest team, when you yeah. can't rely on your talent. Going, we're going to smoke these fuckers anyway. Who cares? We're going to have a good run on the back end. We'll get our shit together. Everyone's coming back from injury. No, you have a subpar team. Look at your roster at the start of the year. You might finish eight if everything goes well. So you just understand where you are, but you just you don't you never think like that. An athlete never thinks like that. You're sitting there going, "Oh, who cares? We've got this work team now. We've got this, this, this. We'll get a good crap getting the eight. We might win it." Uh, <laughs> no, especially <laughs> no. Right, especially especially in this competition now, right now. If I'm looking at Melbourne and Penrith, yeah. right, we, are, we are so far off, and that's where teams are going to look at it now and go, "We're way off, guys. We need to do this, this, and this." And that's what's yeah, that sucks. Having Tyson right Frizzell back, having Tyson Frizzell back's a big, you know, he's he's such a good footballer. Yeah. Uh, and having Kane, Kane actually, with a couple of games under his belt, you know, he's yeah. got he got some really good touches there. But um, who was a defender? Uh, sorry, the young halfback. He handled him well. He was on an yeah. island out there, one on ones with him. About two, you know, two scrums in a row, two or three scrums in a row, and he handled him good. So the gamble kid, yeah, Gamble, yeah, Gamble. So he's um. He handled it well because he was it was right one on one. Why could I only see my head then? That was weird. No, do you know why? Because now I've just worked out my iPad's only on ten percent as well. We are really ten percent ah! <laughs> <laughs> will get us through. Uh, all right, William. I think that was me, that was time. me. Sorry, that was me. Forty five minutes ago. It's fine. Yeah, so we'll be through. right. Hi, Tiana from the Green Room Podcast here. Join me with an exclusive backstage pass featuring in-depth conversations and a bunch of personal and crazy stories from around the world with some of the biggest names in music, film, comedy and everything in between. These definitely aren't your average interviews. Come join me in the Green Room. Presented by the Handshake Agency. Check it out at thepodcast.com.au. Let's move on, Will. Let's go straight yeah. to... And the big boys. The big boys. Ooh, nice. 
Willie's Big Boy. Yeah. It's good we to actually that hear time. that again. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good train well Yeah. Yeah, uh, my big boys, they've been on fire, man. Uh, Absolutely on fire. I thought Dal Finucane was outstanding. Daniel Saifidi was outstanding. Adam Fanua Blake was outstanding. It was very hard to split these blokes. Finucane against Manly. Manly's got a a great young pack. They all hit very, very hard. Saifidi up against the Broncos, up against Payne Haas and all those big boys up there. It's a really good competition. And and Fanua Blake was against against Cronulla. Pretty good, pretty good pack. But so one point goes to Finnukin. Finnukin, I think he's been outstanding. He's been going to be a great buy for Cronulla. He, the amount of work that kid gets through, and he's getting meters. I think he got 150, 60 meters. As I was saying, front rowers get those meters, not easy meters, but they give you those 20 meters off the kickoffs, drop outs, all that kind of shit. So I always take into, into account all that kind of stuff. And for Noel Blake, I oh, don't know, I just give it away. So side feeding side for Noel Blake were head to head. So I gave Saifidi two points. He's been on fire lately. His meterage is just off the chain. Absolutely off the chain. Him and his brother. Like, his brother's keeping David Clemmer out. You know, he's, Clemmer's still pretty much in his prime. And you've got Jacob right there. Um, I think Daniel's easily averaging about 150, 150 metres a game. Like, at least 30 tackling volumes. And he's just really effective. Good leg speed, good leg drive. Hits like a truck. Great leader up there. But I'm giving it to Fanua Blake because he's been out for a while. He's usually right up there with the big boys. And um, he's been out, a couple of line breaks, easy line breaks, line break assists, try, all those kind of things that you want to see from your big man. Good late footwork. He's just, he's got, he is the full package. Uh, a fit Adam Fanua Blake is a top three prop in the world. I think everybody knows that. That's why it sucked having him out for that, that um, you know, for about, you know, about five or six games during the middle of the year. Matt Lodge there too. He was up there. Honourable mention. So we've got a really good one-two punch. So, um, yeah, the big boys, they've been, they've been really putting a show on for the whole year. So um, what's their prize again? So that we can make them even so, bigger boys. Well, they are, thanks to Bondi Tonys, uh, they get a burger every week for the entirety of the year. And let me tell you, everyone, again, please get out and support local restaurants because they are doing it tough. Bondi Tony's is no different. Um, Get out. And they. I tell you what, if you like eating at restaurants, the amount of work that these restaurants are doing to make it into takeaway food, so the food that you normally get when you sit down, you're even going to get better food because they're just putting all their energy into trying to survive and making sure that they look after the customers. So get out there and support your local restaurant. I'll buy Maccas, you lazy pricks. Yeah, Maccas don't have a problem with lockdown. They're, they're, they're <laughs> just fine. Like, can I spring, so, sprinkle a couple of these on there? A bit of lettuce. <laughs> and also uh, Young Henry's, who are wonderful. And boys, if I'm you're listening. Out. I'm running out. I'll I'm start. running out. <laughs> I'm running out too. I've so, been good. I've been good. It's been tough in this lockdown, Oscar. So don't forget us. We love you and you love us. Mm. So send it away. So we'll sort that out for next week. Nutritionist we'll you know. is going to be so happy with us. Why is my big yeah. boy put on 10 kilos? He's getting a burger and he's got a free can, a free, free case of fish from Young Henry's. Well, getting <laughs> every week. Every week they get a case. So the the vote has come now. We've got 19 votes for Payne Haas. We've got 17 votes for James Fisher-Harris, who's back this week. Congratulations on the birth of your child. Yes, well done, Big We've Fish. got Junior, junior Paul as on 13. So it's, it's, it's crowded at the top. Um, but thanks to Young Henrys and thanks to Bondi Tonys and thanks to all the big boys. And thanks to you and full credit to the boys.
And thanks to me. I oh, know. <laughs> oh, God bless right. you, Ian Byrne. Thank you. Am I the full package? Definitely. Thank 100%. you. 100%. I'm going to introduce myself. That's my new social handle now, Ian Byrne, the full package. Uh, so <laughs> thanks to our wonderful sponsors, bettingsite.com.au. Um, Harry, as we explained, has had a young child, uh, little daughter. So Harry can't be with us again this week. We send big love to both him and his wife and his daughter, Harry. Uh, we know you're listening because you miss us. But, yeah, well uh, done, mate. Well done to all. And we hope that everyone in the family is doing okay. Basically, what happened last week was that I won. We won. We won. Who cares? We won. We won. The producer, yes, we won. Um, the producer lost last week, but a, a bet that he made in the Olympics, which was a flum bet, where he obviously had no idea, something to do with a wrestler. Anyway, that won. And I must say, it actually won more money than I did. So he won 470. Who was it? Brock Lesnar or something? Brock Lesnar it was won Brock, the lightweight. Brock Lesnar beat, he was in the flyweight. He, he beat Alistair Overeem in the flyweight. The bantamweight. <laughs> so, anyway, the producer did win. So, very good for him. Right. Uh, actually, it says here, he's given me some notes, and it said it was a 38-second wrestling bout. And from what Which I've heard, the producers, yeah, the producer's good at 38-second bout. 20 seconds. 20 seconds quicker than his. At best. At best. That'll be a record for him. So, basically, now, this week, I'm going to read out our bets uh, well, I'll read mine anyway. So I've got the Panthers yeah, covering the eight and a half, the West Tigers head to head, and the Knights to cover six and a half. And I'm getting $5.96 from Sportsbet, which is You can I read think... mine out. You can read mine too. Read them all, all out. Right. Read them all out. Well, I'll read them all out. So we've got Storm yeah. for winning. You have a beautiful bet. voice. Do I? Full package. We're being nice to each other. Do you know why? Because yeah. we can't hug each other. Because of COVID. You can't. Uh, Storm versus Raiders, unders. Unders and the unders line's 49 and a half. Into the Knights, into Daniel Tupu, anytime try scorer. Into Ruben Garrick, anytime try scorer. Into Josh Mansour, anytime try scorer. Now, Tupu, Garrick, and Mansour. Yeah, should be it. They win. They win. I can't say the Knights losing. And then it's just a question of whether the, the Raiders turn up defensively. And you are getting, from Ladbrokes, $10.23. Oh, come on. Please get up. That looks That's pretty doable. That is isn't? such Last a good bet. Yeah. yeah. I've been thinking about my bets some, you know, lately. So, they've nearly come off. Long and hard. And do you know what? Last week, you just missed out by literally yeah. two points in that Knights and I was going to write. I was going to write a really bad message to, like, to the... Broncos and the Knights about not getting my two points and just racially vilify someone. What a bunch I of can't, fools. I can't believe your burner account hasn't been picked up yet. Oh, uh, my God. <laughs> the producer has gone. I actually don't mind this bet. I'm surprised he got the price yet. So he's gone Storm, Panthers, Roosters, Seagulls, Tigers, Rabbitohs, Warriors, Knights. So he's gone for the all head-to-head. So he's, he thinks he's going to tip the round. Of all the rounds to tip, that's probably... You know, he's probably going to go close. And then oh, we've got the Wallabies. Easy. We've got the Wallabies 22 and a half. And they played okay. So Ladbrokes are offering $11.76, which is a big bet also. We'll and then Harry, Harry, Storm 13 plus, Panthers 13 plus, Rabbitohs 13 plus, Nuts, Knights 1 to 12, Tigers to cover the line. He's getting $21.18 with bet 365. So... 
Thank you very much to uh, bettingsite.com.au. We've literally got $4,083.50. So for everyone listening, what we really want you to do is we're going to start this now. We're going to start. Obviously, we can't have you um, sending in club videos because we're all in lockdown or at least a lot of the country is. So just individually start sending in some videos, whether it's try scoring, whether it's a try scoring celebration. Try celebration. Just, you know, be creative. Be creative and the money can go to your club, your local club. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're try scoring or sell it. Just just be creative and just sort of uh, have some fun with it and we'll pick it. Have some fun. Have some fun and we'll pick it. All right. So uh, gamble responsibly, people. Oh, do you know what? Will, I was going to forget to say that, but everyone should. It's very good yeah. advice. I don't know who came up with that. It's a smart little two-word line. It's just very Give him a pay good. rise. <laughs> and he can gamble responsibly. Uh, all right, tips. Go, you read yours. Have you got yours there? No, I don't actually. No, I'll just scroll you've past gone, Sorry. You've gone Raiders, <laughs> Raiders, Panthers, Roosters, Rabbits. Raiders? Yeah. Did I? What? Yeah, well, according to this, you did. Raiders, yeah, Raiders, Panthers, Roosters, Rabbits, Tigers, Manly, Warriors, Knights. That must have been on middle of a drink, was it? Or no, no, like the Raiders this morning no. when I put them up. Who okay. they play? Very good. Who are they playing? Storm. Fire oh storm. no, Storm. <laughs> no, I feel storm. like that. I feel oh, like that went in wrong. <laughs> I don't think that's happened. Anyway, we've all oh, picked the same. No, 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 because it says it here. Look, I put I put Raiders on my phone. Oh, the producers, the producers picked the Cowboys. So he's gone the Cowboys over the Tigers. Congratulations Ooh. to the Tigers for that documentary too. I like that. Yeah, I didn't good. see it, but it's good. All right. Well, that concludes. We've got, I've got 2% left. So that concludes this week's episode, episode All 20 right. something. Please rate, review and subscribe. Uh, all of those things. We love hearing from you. We're going to do Twitter games everywhere. We're going to do Twitter. We're going to do lots of yeah, Twitter stuff. Make sure, make sure you guys um, stay healthy, man. I, I don't think anyone's like the, you know, mainstream media is really pumping out how important it is to stay healthy, get outside and breathe. Obviously, social distance, do all the right things, but take care of each other. You be aware of everyone's mental health and just just be be there for each other because it sucks at this time. Everyone's going through it. It's going to help each other. Don't be that dude. It's going to. You know, ruin it for everyone or dob someone in for not wearing a fucking mask. Come on. Be real. Well, well said, mate. We'll see you next week. I'll be following Willie more and more. Back in the NRL is Willie Mason. I've forgotten how big Willie actually is. Perhaps the presence of Willie and the Panthers looking at his imposing frame. I'm a 25-minute man. Fuck. Oh, you got skills, son. Uppercut right hand by Big Willie. Too fancy for you. You've been listening to The Take with Willie Mason and co-host Ian Byrne. Produced by Craig Trewick, recorded and engineered by Zig Parker of Green Room Sydney, and presented by the Handshake Media Network.